Shannon and Scott. Welcome to Song Salad with Shannon and Scott. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And together we're... We're... Not Shannon. Faked you out. This is Megan. Wait, what? Yep, taking over. You're out of a job, Shannon. She was sitting next to me the whole time. I didn't even know. Rips off mask. Ah, That was a very convincing Shannon mask. Thanks. (laughs) So what's new, Megan? Oh, you know, just prepping our apartment for some cats. Aw, our kitties. We're getting kitties. What are we naming our kitties? Hudson and Ellis. Hudson River Wasserman and Ellis Island Wasserman. We're still workshopping that. No, we're not. Okay. Those are their official middle names. I've already registered them. Mm, Sure. Okay. (laughs) Are you going to write the song with me today? Nope. Aw. I'll play no work. (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks for being a special guest you're welcome because i just started talking into the phone the microphone and you pushed record so now we're doing this (laughs) (laughs) all right bye welcome to song salad with shannon and scott i'm shannon and i'm scott and together we're unbingoed oh oh so we went to bryant park to play bingo and there was no bingo. <laughs> now, I would like it to be known that usually there is bingo, and we didn't just <laughs> show up to Bryant Park. Maybe there's bingo maybe, today. Maybe if we close our <laughs> eyes and we turn around three times and we wish hard enough, there will be bingo in Bryant Park. Yeah. Uh, but they've no. been doing it for the past, like, every Thursday. And I didn't get to go. And we showed up and there was no bingo. But they still do free yoga every Thursday, I think starting at 6. And uh, we saw probably a couple hundred people (laughs) all packed in doing yoga together. You know, I am for bingo. I'm not so much for yoga. Well, duh, me too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Goes without saying. You can't win anything at yoga. Yeah, I mean... You can win flexibility. That's not a win. Because eh. it takes time and effort yeah, and consistency. True. true, 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 Which true. bingo takes none of those things and is purely luck. Yeah, which you're good at and I am not so much good at. Well, I went t- like two, three weeks ago and I didn't win anything. Yeah, but like every time I've ever played slot machines with you, you win. That's true. I'm good at slot machines, but I have strategy with slot machines. That's bullshit. I'm a, I'm a slot machine poacher. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like on that episode of Friends. Explain what you mean. Like, if you see someone is playing a slot machine for a while and not winning, and they leave it, you go to that slot machine, and then you're more likely to win on that machine. Yeah, it's it's true. There is an algorithm to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> What's a song salad? Good transition. <laughs> it's nothing to do with anything we've talked about. Not at all. We take a random genre of music from moodfuse.com plus a random article from Wikipedia as our topic, and we combine them into a short, funny, hilarious song. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes poignant. Yeah. We we do it every time. It's sometimes funny. <laughs> we, we do do it every time. Yes, we do. And this is the 69th time we're doing it. Speaking of doing it. Oh, God. 69th episode. You brought it up. Nice. Nice. All right. Moving on. (laughs) 
Talk okay. about the spinners of the salad. Yeah, so in order to generate our genre and our topic, we spin the salad spinner of fate, um, and we get your suggestions as to what the salad spinner should sound like. And today, we have the final jellins. It's the final jellins. Damn, that would have been a good salad spinner. Oh. Oh, but no. So Josh Jellin Jellin tweeted at us uh, six different uh, salad spinner sounds, and we have done four of them, and now we will do the last two, which are? Jazzy Snaps and a Juicero. All right. Which one do you want? I'll do Jazzy Snaps. Okay. So let's get our genre for the week and cue your jazzy snaps. Our genre this week is industrial metal. So just like steel? Yep. That's an, al- an industrial metal. Aluminum. Mm-hmm. Iron. Uh-huh. Um, Name that metal. Bronze? Do people still use bronze? <laughs> just read the article. Uh, industrial metal is a musical genre that draws from industrial dance music, thrash metal, and hardcore punk using repeating metal guitar riffs, sampling, synthesizer, or sequencer lines, and distorted vocals. All of these things we can do. So I was afraid that it was going to be like our Screamo episode last week, but it sounds like it's actually going to be pretty different. Yeah. So if we're talking about bands that innovated this sound, we're talking about bands like Ministry, bands like Godflesh, bands like KMFDM, which I'm sure stands for something disgusting. Probably. Uh, This was developed in the late 1980s as industrial and heavy metal began to fuse into a common genre. In the early years of the 21st century, groups from the black metal scene began to incorporate elements of industrial music. Cool. Industrial metal did well in the early 90s, particularly in North America, with the success of groups such as Nine Inch Nails. Nice. (laughs) The industrial metal movement began to fade in the latter half of the 1990s. Cool. Nine Inch Nails. That's exciting. We haven't really done a genre like that. Is Nine Inch Nails Navarro? Dave Navarro? No, it's Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Okay. Dave Navarro was... uh, Jane's Addiction. And a bunch of others, too, though. Yeah, but I I mean Jane's Addiction. He looks <laughs> like if a demon were a supermodel. That's a good description. He also looks like uh, if Chris Angel spent a day at the spa. If Chris Angel and Khal Drogo had a baby. <laughs> it would be, <laughs> be Dave, Dave Navarro. Navarro. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, this has nothing to do with anything, actually. So, okay, so talk to me if you... I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh-oh. What is industrial music? Forget about the metal part from it, because sure. I think we all understand metal. But what is industrial music? As far as I know, and we can read more about this, but industrial means uh, almost exactly what you think, where the sounds are derived from metallic noise and like heavy hitting kind of sounds, like as if you're walking through a factory and that rhythm created the dance music. Oh. So the industrial is like very mechanic and metallic sounding dance music. Did you make that up or did you know that? 
Uh, half and half. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> let's read on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the late 1980s, industrial and heavy metal began to fuse into a common genre with Godflesh's self-titled EP and Ministry's album, The Land of Rape and Honey, Cute. at the forefront. Godflesh was founded by former Napalm Death guitarist Justin Broderick. Didn't we talk about Napalm Death? I feel like we talked about them in our Grindcore episode. Yeah. Uh, drawing from a wide array of influences, Power Electronics Forefathers White House, noise rock band The Swans, ambient music creator Brian Eno, ah. and fellow Birmingham hard rockers Black Sabbath, the Godflesh sound was once described as pornography era cure on quaaludes. Boy, that's a lot of like... Do you really have to understand a lot about what you just said <laughs> to understand it? You know, So there's it's... the punk band The Cure... Yes, There's... their album, Pornography, right? Yeah, and then Quaaludes, the drug. The drug, from Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> As featured. In the As Wolf featured, in, uh, starring Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio and Quaaludes. <laughs> Though not a top seller, Godflesh nonetheless became an influential act, their name mentioned by Korn, Metallica, Danzig, Faith No More, and Fear Factory as uh, influences. Oh, uh, Marilyn Manson, too, can be categorized as industrial metal. Any women here again? Usually not. Yeah, it really doesn't seem like it. Rammstein. Rammstein, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so industrial metal blossomed in the early 1990s, particularly in North America, where it would eventually sell close to 35 million units. Units. Just units. Okay. It first became a commercial force in 1992, good year, when Nine Inch Nails Broken and Ministries Psalm 69 went platinum in America. I smell an example. <laughs> Though the latter took three years to reach that status, both musical groups were nominated for the best metal performance in the 1992 Grammy Awards with Nine Inch Nails winning. Two years later, Nine Inch Nails released The Downward Spiral, which debuted at number two and would eventually go quadruple platinum and is considered by all music as one of the bleakest multi-platinum albums ever. People loved to be bleak in the 90s, but still felt like good about it. Yeah, because like the economy was booming and everybody was making I money. Know. So you could afford to have your entertainment be like stark and Yeah, what a luxury sad. that pain was. I know. Um, so there has been a, a big backlash against industrial metal groups um, including Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson, um, because it's, uh, especially from American social conservatives like Senator Bob Dole. Ugh. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess a lot of it had to do with they thought that it was um, encouraging violence and sure. drug abuse. Um, and Joe Lieberman actually got in on this. Um, <laughs> but... One of the big points of controversy that was supposedly the Columbine High School shooters, yeah, Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris, were Marilyn Manson fans. But as Wikipedia says, in fact, they preferred KMFDM and Rammstein. Ugh. Yeah. So another school shooter was a Manson fan. And so this prompted uh, bands to like release statements like saying that they don't like horribly like saying that they don't condone violence and right. they don't condone nazi beliefs yeah. or neo-nazi beliefs or 
or anything. Well, I'm interested to find if there are any descriptions of lyrical themes that are prevalent in industrial metal and see how they contrast with violence and Nazi beliefs, yeah. et cetera. Interesting. So, for example, I say we go with Nine Inch Nails uh, closer from the album The Downward Spiral. Thematic with our number episode this week. Uh, warning for explicit content. Beep, 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 beep. Just move those beeps over the song. Just, just imagine beep, Ira Glass saying, beep. if you'd like a bleeped version of today's episode. You won't get it. You won't get it. We did a little research on just straight up industrial dance music, mm-hmm. which is what combined with heavy metal to create industrial metal. It's a, a, it's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon's a big fan. Uh, there were just a lot of videos of people in these wigs? Question mark. <laughs> yeah. uh, that had like. Long streamer tentacle Colorful, things, thick dreadlock looking wigs, but fake. They like weren't like they weren't like hair. It was no, like they were like plastic. plastic. Yeah, which I guess you can like whip around when you're raven. Yeah, there's there's also like punk slash goth clothing and even like uh, goggles with like nuclear waste yeah, symbols like on them, cyber or, like, punk uh, gas masks. Yeah, post apocalyptic kind of right. So fans of industrial dance music call themselves rivet heads. Cool. uh, And it's that music is characterized by electronic beats, symphonic keyboard lines, pile driver rhythms, angst ridden or sampled vocals and cyberpunk imagery. And then industrial metal combines the heavy metal music scene with that. And it's much less about dance and more about the music. So uh, I say we get a topic. Yeah, let's get our topic. And it's my turn for the salad spinner, mm. which is going to sound like a juicero. What's a juicero? A juicero is an obsolete piece of machinery <laughs> that was created. Uh, it's ki- it's kind of like now become this uh, sort of uh, like analog of um, like the worst things about Silicon Valley like, yeah, and startup culture. Startup. Like yeah, an, so an iconic failed startup. So it's this juice machine, and it, what it claimed to be able to do was like rather than so like juicing is like a big fad, and rather than having to cut up and then clean out all your veggies and fruits and stuff into a traditional juicer, a juicer was supposed to be kind of like um, the K cups of juice, basically right, exactly. Like you'd have like a packet that was full of like juice. Well, frozen fruits and veggies that supposedly oh. only the juicero with right. its like 80 billion pounds of pressure or whatever <laughs> could like 
squeeze out for you, except that like when it launched, people very quickly realized that you could just squeeze the bag and the juice would come out. Yeah, there was a funny video I watched on like Business Insider that was someone comparing just using the juicero to squeezing it yourself. Yeah, and, and it, it did take like, a lot longer to squeeze it yourself, yeah, but, but you could literally just squeeze it yourself. So so make that noise, Shannon. Sure. <clears throat> Here's my impression of Juicero. Refund, please. <laughs> it's a list episode. Oh, good. List of songs recorded by Bon Jovi. <laughs> not industrial dance metal. No, not. Or industrial metal. At all. Uh, this is a comprehensive list. It's the longest of list Bon Jovi songs we've ever had that on have the been show. officially released. The list includes songs that have been performed by the entire band. Solo projects by band members are listed separately. The list consists of mostly studio recordings. Remixes and live recordings are not listed unless the song has only been released in one of those formats. Singles are listed as having been released on their respective album, unless the single is no associated album. Only one release is listed per song, unless the song was featured on multiple releases at the same time. So many caveats for just a list of songs. And then it's a list of uh, many, many, many Bon Jovi songs. In alphabetical order. So, so. Well, let's talk about Bon Jovi for a minute. Okay. So who's Bon Jovi? Uh, In case our listeners don't know. He is a traditional Italian greeting. <laughs> bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. Hey, signori, uh, Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah, we said it on our honeymoon all the time. Yep. And people gave us weird looks, but we thought it was just that they were surprised to see Americans. <laughs> you guys showed up for your truffle hunt, and you were like, Giuseppe Bon Jovi! Bon Jovi! <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I'm stupido. <laughs> anyway. Bon Jovi is a uh, basically associated with the 80s, but still <laughs> contemporary. Um, uh, I would say like, pop rock yeah. band slash yeah. like stadium rock kind yeah. of band and uh they're very famously very, very famously associated with new jersey yes yes is what i was going to say yeah. yeah um basically it's like springsteen and john bon jovi are like the the golden sons of new jersey you might know their songs living on a prayer mm -hmm. or uh you gave love a bad name there's so many like famous ones like a lot more than i like i mean i don't know this i i honestly was gonna say pour some sugar on me that is not bon jovi <laughs> but like it could be though it could be come on they actually in the mid 2000s they like came back with that hit it's my life oh, it's now or never yeah. i don't want to live forever so there's that one so how many albums did he have? He literally has an album called 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit. That's the worst album name I've ever heard. Bon Jovi, 7800 Degrees Fahrenheit. Sorry. Slippery One Wet, New Jersey. He literally has a whole album called New Jersey. <laughs> uh, From the year we were born. 1988. Um, 
keep the faith these days. Crush, bounce, have a nice day. Lost Highway, The Circle, what about now? This house is not for sale. Oh, I remember when a single from This House is Not for Sale came on the radio. Uh The album was released in 2016, and I was like, wow, Bon Jovi has jumped the shark. Really? It, It was bad. What was the song? Do you know? I think it was the title song from the album, This House Is Not For Sale, and it's as boring of a song as you can imagine. (laughs) It's like him going to his childhood home and being like, you know what? I'm not going to sell it because there's memories. I had an idea. Yeah? Is is industrial... Yeah, the industrial dance music article that we read said that they do... That they either use like sampled or distorted vocals. Yes. So I wonder if we could like almost string together a song from like Bon Jovi lyrics, like sample some like the lyrics basically. Yeah. Yeah. And like pull out some like actual Bon Jovi recordings (laughs) and like distort them. Sure. And use that. And like use them to make the beat. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the co- like the first line of the chorus could be like some distorted vocal from a Bon Jovi song sure. or something. All right. Yeah. Well, let's uh why don't you get looking at lyrics from both industrial metal songs and Bon yes. Jovi songs and I'll look at uh Bon Jovi songs and instruments. Plan. 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 So, yeah. Musically, yeah. I think what we're dealing with yeah. is electronically produced beats that sound very uh, metallic, industrial, heavy, intense. Okay. Um, and some kind of sound effect, ambient, soundscapey noises that also sound like white noise or metallic objects. And then some synthesizers, as well as heavily distorted guitars and distorted vocals that go back and forth between being kind of like whispered and creepy and then just shout sung. Yeah. Um, And you found a cool quote Mm -hmm. from a member of KMFDM. Yeah, KMFDM. So he's talking about that he was not a metal fan, but he told Guitar World, uh, the publication, that... Hello, guitar world. (laughs) It was just interesting to use it as a kind of white noise reinforcement for our music. All of a sudden, heavy metal was free from all those tempo changes and boring attitudes it always had. What I always hated most about heavy metal was that the best riffs came only once and were never repeated. So the fascination, actually, was to sample a great riff, loop it, and play it over and over again. So... To your idea, I think that means we should find like an iconic Bon Jovi guitar riff. I'm thinking the beginning of Living on a Prayer, that whoa, 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 thing. Yeah, and distort it. And distort it and loop it as the basis for our song. Fuck yeah, that's cool. (laughs) I love that. Over like a kind of beat, you know? Yeah. I think listening to more and more of this music, it just kind of sounds like. If a car crash were music. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. All the like metallic and like the scraping kind yeah. of sounds yeah, and yeah, yeah. banging and clanking and yeah. Um so lyrically, yes. I didn't find a whole lot about the themes of industrial metal, but we do know something about the themes of metal mm-hmm. um from 
um, our Grindcore episode, which is episode number seven, List of Fjords of Greenland. Another List that episode. Was 62 episodes ago. Yep. That's crazy. Nice. 62. <laughs> <laughs> but we know that metal, uh, heavy metal, is often has themes of death and destruction and can, in some cases, have satanic themes. And the heavy metal that is more politically oriented is often um, anarchist. Right. Um, yeah. So thinking about that, and then I also read lyrics from Nine Inch Nails and from Ministry and from Rammstein, and a lot of them are um, about death and sadness and... Um, <laughs> They while they do have direct address in the song, so a lot of the times the singer is speaking to you. Um, it's not like a narrative, so it's not like sure. blues or country. Like you're not telling a story with the song, really. It's more about the feeling. That makes sense. And there's also seems to be a like heavy preoccupation with, and again we talked about this with grindcore, with the like corporeal stuff so like yeah uh or corporal rather not corporeal <laughs> but uh like your bones and your head and your skin and your Flesh blood and your teeth. death yeah. like so it's like all like about the kind of impermanence and decay of the body fun yeah so i'm trying to think of like how to incorporate that idea with like Bon Jovi and I have like <laughs> that's the best sentence you've ever said on this podcast is it so I have some ideas I I do have some ideas well the next thing our listeners will hear will be your lyrics yeah here we go here we go and those lyrics are right here <laughs> I'm very excited about this. I'm very excited about the music, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I this, played Shannon a little sample. It's going to be a good week, y'all. It's pretty epic. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to, another note I had about the lyrics, a lot of the lyrics were either minimal or very repetitive. Sure. But I also found, but especially in like the beginning, I, I looked the most at Nine Inch Nails as far as lyrics examples go uh -huh. and in the beginning of their discography nine inch nails had a lot of like short songs with very repetitive lyrics and sure. that slowly decreased over the course of their discography it seemed like the so, meaning the lyrical content increased yes the lyrical yeah. content increased and it wasn't just like repeated short phrases over gotcha. and over um and the other thing i wanted to point out before i read you my lyrics is that there are ten Bon Jovi titles hidden or referenced in these <laughs> in these lyrics. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I was able to either like literally directly lift and shift them right into the lyrics, or I was able to like reference them in like a really lift obvious and way. Shift, just lift, lift and shift. And shift. Uh, so are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, here we go. All hail the king of garbage, the last man standing on the last chance train. Your face, my last cigarette, some Novocaine for my decayed brain. And then pre-chorus, uh -huh. the bells of freedom ring, but they can't free you. Kidnapped an angel, and now we're doomed. 
all doomed. <laughs> and then here's the chorus. Choking down this bitter wine, towing at the borderline, not going to make it halfway there. Cause we're dying on a prayer. Oh, yeah, dying on a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect title. Thank you for an industrial metal song about Bon, bon Jovi. Jovi dying on a prayer. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. So, okay, what are your guesses as to what the other lyrics are, or the sorry song titles? Yeah, I want to say "Last Chance Train." Yep. Okay. The Bells of Freedom. Ring. Bells of Freedom ring. Yes. Okay. Kidnapped an Angel. Yep. K- or Kidnap an Angel. Okay. This is what it is. That's only three, right? That's that only got? three. My Last Cigarette. Yep. That's four. Bitter Wine. Yep. Five. Towing at the Borderline. Just Borderline. Borderline, that's six. Is Halfway There just a lyric from Living on a Prayer? Yeah, well, the whole like dying on a prayer yeah, thing is okay. one one reference. Wait, there's four more in there. All hail the king is one. Okay. Last man standing is one. Oh, okay. Novocaine is one. What? And yeah, that's 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 ten. 10? Yeah, that's it. Oh my god! I know. Wow. I'm a genius. You are. <laughs> <laughs> you sampled lyrics. I did. I sampled lyrics. That's a song salad first. Yes. Very exciting. Okay. Well, you'll hear, listener, the iconic guitar riff from Wooga 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 Wooga. Very distorted and layered with industrial heavy electronic beats and some pretty crunchy sounds in there. Yeah. And some electric guitar, distorted electric guitar. Uh, and some higher metallic sounding percussion as well. And then I'm going to do the singing. Awesome. So this is obviously Dying on a Prayer. <laughs> An industrial metal song. By Shannon and Scott. You did such a good job. Thanks. It's fun to do that stuff. It's really good. Thank you. I would listen to that song. <laughs> Maybe I will. I'll put it on my like uh, pump up mix. 
<laughs> your pump up mix to get pumped up for what dishes playing the piano yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i dishes i use podcasts ah uh, yeah that's yeah. a good use of time yep um trying to catch up on all those invisibilias oh have you not gotten through the season yet i'm on the last one okay it's good. Go listen to Invisibilia, guys. It's I've, really I'm good. I'm doubting my whole self. I know, right? <laughs> Everything I thought I knew is wrong. Oh, God. But but uh, good thing our podcast doesn't make people have existential crises. Unless right? you're like a huge Bon Jovi fan and you heard that song and now you're like, oh my God, I like this better. Yeah. Do you think there are some people in the world that like us better than Bon Jovi? No. That'd be cool if that was true, though. I mean, like, our moms, maybe. <laughs> mom, do you like me better than Bon Jovi? Hey, Mom, do you like me better than Bon Jovi? I'm just picturing, like, a kid in the middle of the night, like, waking a parent up by, like, walking into the room and, like, knocking on the door, like, Mom, I can't sleep. Why? Why Why can't you sleep? Do you like me better than Bon Jovi? <laughs> and then the and then the mom can't answer, and she's like, go, just, just go back. Just go back just to go sleep. Back to we'll bed. talk about it in the morning. Just go back to bed. But why can't you answer that now? Your father was Bon Jovi. <laughs> I knew it. No, I don't think people like us better than Bon Jovi. <laughs> to answer your question. Well, if you like us better than Bon Jovi, you can follow us on Twitter at SongSolidCast and unfollow Bon Jovi. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. I'm Shannon. And I'm Scott. And together, we're, we're getting sued by Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi. <laughs> One, two, three, four. But what if he talks like that? <laughs> he sings like an angel and then he can't speak any words except for his own name like a Pokemon. I'm John Bon Jovi. John Bon Jovi. Let's do living on a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> a one, a two, a three, four. Wooba, 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 wooba. It's a me, Bon Jovi. This is definitely Shannon Deep. <laughs>